You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. The Bulletin. Well, time to catch up with uh, Sam Ackerman as we do uh, once a week. We love to hear his opinions on things. And even though the, uh, the Warriors have a bye this week, Sam, still some interesting news coming out of the franchise. They have re-signed uh, Adam Pompey uh, for another couple of years. Now then, well now then, uh, Mr. Roger Tuovasashek, uh, where do you fit in all of a sudden? Yeah, morning, Smithy. Look, I, I think Roger Tuivasa-Chek still fits in at centre. Um, I think that's uh, the, the Adam Pompey is a, a, a good re-signing. I think his growth this year. I think development would be um, a little um, condescending to the to the guy who's played a few seasons now. But his growth this year has been uh, really solid, and he's uh, he's taken uh, lessons as he's gone along the line. I think his uh, his reliability at centre is uh, improving week to week, and I, I think he brings a, a real edge, sparking combinations as well. And there's so much depth within the uh, the centre position for uh, the Warriors. We know that uh, Vailea's uh, been let go. He's been announced he'll be heading off to join the Cowboys uh, next season to replace a, another former Warrior, actually, in uh, Peter Hiku. But it's a really interesting um, scenario with Tui Vastashek coming back. Rocco Berry is growing into uh, his role wonderfully. Marcelo Montoya could easily shift back in to the centres where he was if uh, Ed Cosy, he's a bit of a forgotten man, but he was playing wonderfully before he uh, he was injured out of uh, proceedings too. So the depth that they have in this back uh, line right now, options right now is fantastic. Uh, Adam Pompey for a couple more seasons is a, a great investment, a smart purchase, and I really think that uh, Tui Vastashek still comes into the centres for me because he's, he's world-class. He's a world-class player. Um, I, I don't think you'd put him uh, on the wing these days. Uh, and Chance is a guy who... You can, uh, how do you take that number one jersey off him? He's, he's completely wholehearted. We spoke at the start of the year. I, I said that Reese Walsh is a, a hell of a player, extraordinarily gifted, but the Warriors are a better team with Chance, Nickel Klukstad in that position. So uh, I think that they wouldn't want to risk that dynamic. Um, but the options they've got is just phenomenal. They're just phenomenal, Smitty. Okay, that's interesting. It brings up another question, really. Are the Broncos, who are in action tonight against the Roosters, uh, and uh, top of the table, are the Broncos, uh, in effect, uh, a better team with Reese Walsh then? I think, I think, look, he suits the Broncos' style quite nicely. The Broncos' uh, approach as well um, works for him. The, the defence hasn't been... Wonderful this year, the uh, the Broncos. I mean, Phil, Phil Gould uh, called it out where it's uh, Kevin Walters uh, very <laughs> correctly pointed out maybe he should look in his own backyard with the dogs before he starts criticising anyone at the top of the table's defence. Uh, but I think that he's fit in there nicely. And Reese Walsh is, an, is, is, is a wonderful addition to a rugby league team. His gifts are undeniable. He's still, to me, developing as a footballer, but as an athlete and the skills that he has, He's wonderful to watch, obviously, but uh, if you offered me uh, Chance and Cookstad or Reese Walsh for any side, I'll be taking Chance, but uh, the Broncos have, have come on leaps and bounds since the arrival of Reese Walsh, it must be said.
So, Sam, uh, without the Warriors in action, is there a game that uh, you are looking at this weekend as being pivotal, perhaps with the Warriors in the back of your mind, uh, or are you uh, wiping league this weekend and uh, staying perhaps with the Women's Football World Cup? The Women's Football World Cup has been fantastic, but to think that I'm wiping leagues, I think, is a little blasphemous. Uh, I'm a bit offended um, that you think that I'm as shallow uh, as to base my life around the Warriors wholly and solely. That that cuts deep. It cuts really deep. Uh, but I'm actually really looking forward to tonight's tonight's game in particular, actually. Uh, I think that the, the Roosters have started to pick up some momentum, and they're, they're a team that's capable... If they, they've got to win probably all of the remaining games, but they're capable of pushing their way into uh, the top eight and being fearsome because they'll be on a, a on a roll of stacked with uh, premiership experience. So uh, a big test for the Broncos if they can hold them out. Um, Storm Eels will be a, a cracking game in my opinion, uh, and Panthers Sharks has got big implications for uh, the Warriors as well. So basically, you're looking for any of those uh, top three sides to be challenged and drop points uh, would be pretty handy for the Warriors right now because. They, like, going in at third, they get the two points for the buy, so uh, they can definitely stay there. But bridging that gap would be uh, be wonderful to see. Wholehearted apologies, uh, Sam. I prefer a written apology, Smithy, but it's fine. We'll, 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 we'll work it out. I just... we'll, we'll work on something tangible uh, to make up for it. So, for that reason, obviously, the Panthers Sharks are 9.35 tomorrow night. Uh, sorry, Saturday night. Uh, you won't have your eyes on Bledisloe Cup 1 then, will you? Not live, no. Um, but listen, I, I am very intrigued by the uh, by the contest. Uh, I mean, the Eddie Jones factor is really what's got got me interested. Uh, the the, con- the concept that there's still that much confidence within the Wallabies after disappointing performances, uh, again, the first two games, what, what does it mean if the Wallabies can beat the All Blacks? Are they suddenly massive contenders, or can Eddie Jones only lift himself against the All Blacks, as it was proven towards the end of his England reign? So it's a really interesting balance for me, but um, I, I can't see the All Blacks losing. I can't imagine it. But does the Eddie Jones factor has just got me intrigued? And uh, would a defeat here mean anything of on the World Cup scheme of things for the All Blacks? If if they lost in a tight contest, would we pile on top of them, even though it was a good game and the and, and the All Blacks played well, but the Aussies just lifted? It's it's got a lot of intrigue to it. But you know, the, the logic says it's a, a pantsing for the Wallabies, and that's always in, enjoyable to watch, um, especially when Eddie Jones is in charge. So. I'll, I'll definitely be catching it, Smithy, but um, yeah, I, I think Panthers might get me for, uh, for the live game. You know, about uh, seven or eight months ago, um, when we were coming towards the end of last year, uh, our texting board and our calls were basically all about uh, Ian Foster. Uh, a couple of wins under his belt. Honestly, we're getting nothing. Uh, it's like but all of a sudden, um, we know that we're heading into a Scott Robertson era, but uh, people are happy with Ian Foster all of a sudden as well. Um, it's been quite a turnaround from our point of view anyway. Look, performance-wise, give the man his due, right? It's, it's a World Cup year. We're going to judge everything. Everything will be judged come France in the World Cup. Till, till then, these results, you know, they matter, but everyone's kind of hedging their bets somewhat. And I think that's why there's a little bit of silence because people don't want to start jumping uh, on the praise bandwagon or, uh, or wanting to attack him, saying it's, it's, it's only meaningless games until the World Cup. But give the guy his due. He has copped so much and he's still finding ways to push forward, whether it's a, um, a stubbornness, whether he's trying to do it to stick it up as critics, or, or just a belief in the system. But the players are obviously still buying in to what Ian Foster is doing, and uh, you can only judge this team on their performances so far. 
they've been strong. The first sign of the wobbles, we just see how your text board goes. The, uh, the might melt down. The text might need to have the glue gun ready to go. But it's um, he he deserves to be a pat on the back for um, the way that the All Blacks play, not just the results, but the way they're playing so far. Yeah, I, I agree actually. And we, the only uh, text or two we get in is. Um, uh, still pretty negative and uh, along the lines of, uh, well, actually, it's uh, Joe Smith and it, uh, it's Jace Ryan yeah, behind the scenes so. actually pushing all the buttons. Uh, so uh, the, the poor bloke can't win. But however, uh, his daughter is, uh, although injured, is part of um, an amazing uh, Football World Cup, uh, which has, um, we, we did say, I think we speculated at one point, this could be the biggest event um, in New Zealand, certainly for women anyway. Um, and it hasn't let us down, Sam, to be fair. No, it's, it's been wonderful, and I think uh, that if you're interested in sport, you, there's no way you haven't been caught in on the ride uh, somewhat. You, you look at the the news coverage right across all the major websites and whatnot. I mean, it is it's wall to wall. You, you'd struggle to find some all black stories sometimes at the moment. They're playing the Wallabies this week. It's a Blizzard Cup week, and uh, the the Football World Cup. I'm not just talking the football ferns, but the tournament itself is keeping them away from the major parts of the headlines. So that's a sign that people are investing. Uh, you know. 20, 30,000 uh, crowds showing up to games not involved with New Zealand. I'm, I'm, I think as a nation we should be proud that we've brought in and we're being rewarded with a, you know, good contests, good good matches, teams that we, you know, honestly players we don't know a whole lot about, um, showing what world-class sport can be. You don't always have to have a dog in the race. You can enjoy what they've got. Football ferns, obviously we're on tender hooks now uh, heading into the weekend um, against Switzerland. But I, I'm, you know, win, lose or draw, the, the first box has been ticked. I'd hate to think that the uh, the goodwill goes out if uh, they can't get a, a result uh, that's favourable because it's an extraordinarily tight pull. Um, we should be proud of what's been produced so far. But, you know, it's, it'll be an intriguing few days and I reckon the nations will be pretty tense come Sunday afternoon. Yeah, well, uh, it'll be absolutely fascinating, Sam. Uh, as always, uh, uh, enjoy your Warriors free weekend, um, but uh, mate. Um, and again, uh, humblest apologies. Um, I know exactly where you'll be, uh, what channel you'll be on. It'll be 54, 54, 54, 54. Um, Sam Ackerman, thank you very much for your time this morning. Have a terrific weekend. Cheers, man. You too.